Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Scored a touchdown earlier on a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Tony Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. Fifty-three and a half yard drive near hash. Kick right. Snap. Hold. Kick is away. It's reaching. And it is good. 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 Hot pot does it. All right. Hot pot. Botts with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel two. All right, what is up? Welcome to the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Also coming at you from Brinks TV. Joining me as always is my man over here, Israel Troop. Israel, what's up, dude? What's going on, man? What's going on? Not a whole lot, man. I uh, we got a we got a guest coming on board. I'll let you introduce uh, let you introduce our our guest here. Uh, yes, we have a very very special guest. He is one of the uh, biggest Auburn fans that I know. Um, a very good friend of mine, um, and they have some of the best headsets all across the United States. My man Dan Rogers uh, from Coach Com. What's up, Dan? Appreciate it, Israel. Glad to be on here. Glad. Appreciate you guys having me on. Saw that highlight of you catching that pass. Uh, what was that? Two thousand nine. That was. I had lots of surprises for you today. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, you Cody Burns would have caught a touchdown pass early in that game. You might not have been able to be uh, the hero <laughs> right there. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I love it. Welcome, Dan. I'm, I'm glad you could join us. And, uh, man, Coach Com is, is – is, is, I might make the switch here pretty soon. We – you know, don't, don't hold it against me, but I inherited a portafone. So, hey, right. we can get you some. Holler at me. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's make that happen. So after our sales pitch, though, uh, Dan brings the uh, brand Dan, Dan brings, excuse me, the Auburn perspective. So we'll get into that here uh, in a little bit. We're going to recap. Uh, we're going to recap last week's action, uh, including that that win down in Tiger Stadium, down in Death Valley. Also, that uh, beat down of the Hogs. Uh, we're going to give a little Auburn Georgia preview. We're going to make our picks. We're going to see if Dan can beat us. So far, Israel is the man when it comes to picks. Uh, Israel, don't let that go to your head, though. All right. <laughs> but we are presented by betonline.ag. Uh, it is the uh, the best way to – it's best and better than ever. It's your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season with the new and, update, with the new and updated site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code believe that's B L E A V to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports bet online. It's where the game starts. Now, Dan, are you, are you much of a, are you much of a better? Some people are, some people aren't. I'm not really a gambler. Uh, not 
been much of my thing. Honestly, I think it's kind of frowned upon in my profession, so I kind of stay away from it. <laughs> I hear that, man. I hear that. Well, we're also this episode is brought to you by Coach Com also. So talk about talk about uh talk about Coach Com and, and, and the impact that it makes on the, in, in the coaching world. Yeah, we do 98% of the Division One markets headsets. I mean, we have the premier headset systems and we've got multiple levels, D1 all the way down. Uh, Israel is one of my best customers. He came to me this past spring and we worked it out. He's used us everywhere he's been. Uh, it's just very good products. We're always going to be there for you. And our customer service is second to none. We're always going to take care of you. If you ever need anything, you can call us. We'll take care of you. Awesome, man. Yeah. I, uh, I, I kind of looked into it, uh, for, for a minute, but then I realized that we had some brand new headsets waiting on me when I got to Hillwood. So, um, yeah. we're getting a new school in a couple of years, so maybe that'll be uh, part of the budget. What, what's the new, what's the newest, uh, model? What's, you know, what, what are the good things about that? Uh, the newest model is, would be the cobalt plus. Uh, it's what we use. It's the most popular high school system, most bang for your buck. It's what Israel and them got over at Monroe. It's what they're using down at Benedictine, just to name a couple. Um, it's, it's very, very popular, 900 megahertz, uh, same frequency we use at the D1 level. Uh, it comes with the same headset that you see the D1 coaches wearing. So it's you're getting the same headset, same coach com quality across the board. And uh, you also got, you know, coach com's customer support if you ever need anything. Awesome. What's the setup like on that? Nothing. It's you literally the Cobalt Plus, you turn it on. Uh, the head coach has one button to push. He's going to select whether he's home or away, which is a setting we have from the Division One all the way down. So basically what you do, head coach turns his on. He designates whether he's home and or away, uh, which is uh, easy to do. You know that. You should know that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do that, and you're ready to go. You turn your talk button on, and then you don't really have to do anything else. And it's, it's also got up to six channels. So if you want to have secondary offensive and defensive channels, we can do that. And it's also got a player receiver that comes with it. I think, Israel, I believe I sent you a couple of those player receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have one for our for our quarterback, one for our linebacker, kind of like the NFL um, that we use at practice. Uh, it, it it comes great, especially in the spring when we were doing install. You know, so your your quarterback, you can talk to your quarterback literally from the headset. Um, he can only hear you, which is great. Um, and the quarterback, I mean, and the uh, linebacker here, the defensive coordinator, so um, it help with getting calls out fast and you know, no huddle type stuff, huddle type situations worked out great. Don't put it in the helmet. 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 Noted. Noted. It may or may not find its way in. So I got my camera a little screwed up. Cool. Sorry, guys. Get my light on here. Didn't have my light on there for a second. All right. Um, Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, the Coach Com, man, it's uh, it's great. And I'm I'm getting, uh, I got to get on Israel's level here when it comes to lighting. So, but uh, week uh, week five is uh, is behind us. It's in the rear view now. Week six. Uh, it is coming up. Lots of great games from week five. I want to talk about uh, a top 10 matchup uh, that pertains to us. It was a demolition of the hogs. That's what we got here. If you want to follow us on social media, just look further down below um, and, and you can see it scrolling. So uh, Israel, what stood out to you most about this uh, domination of Arkansas? Um, the fact that they couldn't get a snap off. Um, now I know that Kirby called out everybody to the stadium and I know it was loud mm-hmm. and everything like that, but, you know, Arkansas is coming in after a big win against Texas A&M, knocking off Texas, which, I mean, is Texas. But Texas is playing some pretty good ball now. 
But to come into Sanford Stadium and we just take them, take them out just that fast, I mean, I was pretty surprised by that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the, the crowd just, the crowd just affected the game as as much as possible. Man, it was, it was outstanding. I, I was impressed with how well we were able to run the ball, um, and, and how well and and doing it in 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 the sense that Arkansas was going to know that we were doing it. Uh, they mm-hmm. knew it was coming and we still crammed it down the throat. Uh, Stetson really didn't have to, he really didn't have to put the game on his shoulders. Like we've asked him to do in the past. It was really just kind of take shots when we needed it, take it, you know, take the few passes and take advantage of, of what they were giving us and really just run the ball, play defense and, and just jump on them. And then that big special team touchdown that helped as well. Most definitely. It was more so it was telling Coach Pittman, we really appreciate these linemen that you have recruited. I think mm-hmm. that's the game plan. Let's show Coach Pittman, we really appreciate these linemen that you helped us get into Georgia. We're about to show you how we're going yeah. to use them. Absolutely. And and uh, did he ever, man. It was, uh, it was a great performance from an offensive line that really just hadn't figured out its true identity or its true mix. Um, because I, I think they're still wanting to get Sawyer down in, in the guard spot and, and they did some, but you know, for an offensive line that really just, I don't want to say couldn't find their way cause they've played well all year, but you know, I just didn't feel like this offensive line was its best combination. It, it, it could be yet. And that's the scary part about this offense. Yeah. That, that's the scary part. You know, me and Dan talked earlier this week cause we were kind of previewing this matchup already. And we said it, and everybody's going to say it. This, this game's going to be run in the trenches. You know, mm-hmm. we kind of know what everybody's got in the secondary, but that front seven that they have, and then our, our five guys up front and running backs in pass protection as well. I mean, it's going to be a showdown on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon at 3.30. That's right. Fortunately, I was wanting it to be a night game. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I bet you do. I mean, Jordan Air, we'll, and we'll get to it in, in, in a little bit. But Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. What stood out to you about uh, about this game, about Arkansas, about Georgia, about, you know, what stood out what to stood you? What stood out to me was what I thought was going to happen. Um, I told Israel this last week, that Arkansas is one-dimensional. If K.J. Jefferson's at all banged up, that's exactly what was going to happen. They couldn't use him. They couldn't utilize him. And I'm not sure it would have mattered if he was 100%. Right. That, because I mean, Georgia just sold out right there and dared them to throw the football, and they could not do it. Mm-mm. I didn't understand the game plan, though, from Kendall Browse. It almost like was like watching a little bit of Gus Malzahn. Mm-hmm. He tried to throw it. I, I, look, Georgia's front seven is probably the best I've seen in 10 years. And But I get trying to get it off quick. But at some point, you're going to have to take a shot. And they never tried to. I mean, South Carolina was able to get shots off against us. Uh, Josh Fan caught a couple, couple of deep balls. And- they just never tried. Yeah, and they should have because, you know, you have Traylon Burks and, you know, he can stretch a field. He can stretch somebody vertically and they just didn't. They played scared. They They played very scared. They were rattled, especially. Oh, those first two plays when they couldn't get a playoff? That was definitely, I was like, this is it. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking, oh God, they're screwed. (laughs) I mean, if they're going to, you know, they're going to get down 14 nothing just like that and they're going to be, they're going to be up. They're going to give a lot of people trouble, though. They'll give us trouble in Fayetteville. Yeah, I mean, this oh, yeah. is, you know, the, you, you know, to me, I don't think you can really fairly judge Arkansas on this game. I mean, Georgia's done this to a lot of opponents. They they did it to Clemson. They, I still think they ruined DJ 
Ungulale. I think I got that right, didn't I? He has not come back at all. And I covered the West Coast for Coach Com when that guy mm-hmm. was the quarterback. Yeah. That's not the same guy that I saw out there. It wasn't even the same guy that we saw I guess Notre Dame. Dame last year. Like, yeah. It, it's He's not struggling, even close. boy. He, he got is. PTSD bad, boy. Yeah, he does. They can't score <laughs> to save their freaking lives. Um, and, and it's killing them. And, and, the, and the biggest thing with Clemson is losing Travis Etienne as well. Uh, that that was probably that might have been their best, their biggest loss. But you know, for for Arkansas's sake, man, they're a physical football team. You know, they they're going to play people tough. They're going to they're going to get after you. They're going to. I mean, you know, I think when when they feel like they're in a better situation, like on the road against what a lot of people deem to be the number one team in the country, just it doesn't have the little number one by their name because Alabama keeps doing the same thing Georgia does. But um. It's it's a tough environment, and it's a tough environment for a quarterback that's never played in an environment like that. It's tough for a coach that really – like you can't really say that Sam Pittman has coached in an environment like that as a head coach making decisions. And that team, his team – like I, I know some of those players have probably played in that in those scenarios back in 2019, but like 2020 was an odd year. There was no fans. It was the, the environments were odd. It wasn't, it wasn't the same. So you Pittman's going to be, Pittman's going to be fine over there. Yeah. He's going to turn the damn jukebox on and we're, we're going to be all right. So um, yeah, they're, they're, they'll be, they'll be good. They're going to continue to be trouble. They, I mean, they're probably third, fourth team best in they're best in the West there. And, and uh, Still, I'd, I'd put them ahead of a lot of people right now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't wait to see him play against uh, Mississippi state, Arkansas, or uh, not Arkansas, uh, Mississippi state, LSU. Um, I want to see what they do against Auburn. I want to see what they do against Alabama. I want to, you know, I, I want to see these matchups because I, I think they're going to give them fit. I want to see what they do against Ole Miss this weekend, because both them right. teams are coming off mm-hmm. games. They should have been losses. Embarrassing losses to what to what people were expecting both of those games to be. Um, I mean, yeah. shoot, what was Ole Miss was down twenty one to zero before the first quarter they, was over with. They got they got a couple of gimmies there towards the end of the game that made it look better, but it was it was total domination. I mean, it was thirty five yeah. zip at one point. I mean, it was when 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 Kiffin said get your popcorn ready and threw the headset. Uh, at the seat, I was like, "Oh boy, it's gonna get ugly." <laughs> and then, and then they ripped it right down the field. I'm thinking, "Okay, okay, Ole Miss, here we go." And then all of a sudden, they they didn't get that fourth down, and Alabama just said, "All right, see you." And they put them away. And Alabama this week, you, know, you can tell Alabama learns because they did this two weeks ago against Florida. Did not put Florida away. Let Florida back in the game and almost lost it. Um, lucky for them, Florida just can't. They can't do it. Um, but this time they didn't even leave it to chance. They just said, okay, to hell with it. We're going to go up third. We're, we're going to put you away early so that you can't right come back. And, and exactly. exactly what they did. And it was impressive. I mean, they just, they just gashed runs. They hit, they hit shots over the top. They hit intermediate catching runs. I mean, Alabama really couldn't make a mistake on Saturday. It was, it was, it was a thing of beauty. I know, and I'm pretty sure the talk at practice was, do you remember what happened to you last year? Which Ole Miss should have beat Alabama last year. And all yeah, honesty, yeah, they really should have beat them. Oh, yeah. You know, so I'm pretty sure that was a talk all week. Um, of remember what they did? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had it planned throughout the whole entire locker room of the game from last year. 
because if it was me and I I think I know Nick said he had to play in the whole game. Yeah. Because he always been talking about complacency all week. I oh, guess yeah. they weren't complacent Saturday night. No, they weren't. <laughs> they were on a mission. And I guarantee you they they watched film. They probably had, you know, punishment runs all all off season and all that week where you know they had to do something for every yard or something for every point. That's that team that seems to be the the thing to do in college, but um, they, they were ready. <laughs> they weren't, and they didn't let up either. And it was, it was, it was awesome. Uh, you know, and I, I'm not usually one that's like, yeah, Alabama. Yeah. But you know, at some point you have to appreciate just how talented they are and how good they are. And just year in and year out, it doesn't matter who's there. They're going to do that. They're going to do what they do. Yeah. Why here from Canada? Yeah. It's, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's just at this point, man, you just have to say, we just got to wait till Saban retires. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You, finally got it. There you go. Did, uh, did Dan, did you watch the Florida Kentucky game? That was on right before. Well, I watched every bit of it up until, uh, the, the best part, the last two minutes, because Auburn switched over to ESPN news. Yeah. Um, Florida, Florida's got issues. Yes, they do. And they've got the issues that Mullen has had everywhere he's been. Is they'll play really good football against a team they have no business playing really good football against. Mm-hmm. And then they'll come out and lose a game like that. Mm-hmm. Now, Kentucky does some things to help themselves out. Uh, you know, they have they have some firepower. They have Wondell Robinson. They have Chris. They've got Robinson, a really good quarterback. And they've got a really good quarterback. But – I said coming into this game that I was about to be done with Kentucky because they can't take care of the football. And I was like, this is going to do them in. I mean, this is a fairly easy spread because they can't take care of the football. And lo and behold, it's a blocked punt going the other way that wins them the game. They're not a punt, a field goal. I'm sorry, field goal misspoke there wrong special team but um yeah it, it was uh <laughs> a block a block kick ironically enough a, a turnover for for six is what what actually helped kentucky in in this case and man they they just they had they had florida's number they had them figured out they had you know i thought they had a great game plan against emory jones i thought they did really well bottling up the run game for the most part and you know florida chewed up some yards but they were empty yards you know and and yeah. Did you see the quote where Dan Mullen, they asked Dan Mullen if he felt like he was out coached and he made some comparison of the yards and was like, yeah, right. Uh, let me tell you something. And I'm a firm believer in this because it happened to us Friday night. No matter how many yards you have, unless you're putting points on the board, you got out coached. That's just my opinion. Yeah. You know, you can march the ball up and down the field. If you're not putting points on, I'm talking about not field goals because field goals can get you beat. I'm talking about touchdowns. If you aren't putting that, putting the ball past that little white line with all the nice little painting and stuff in it, then you're going to get beat, you know? So in my opinion, I think Dan Mullen didn't have an answer, an answer sometimes. From when I, from watching that game, he didn't have an answer for some of the things that Kentucky was doing. And like oh, yeah. Dan said, it's, it happens for, far more often than it should with Dan Mullen. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and another thing, another thing too, yeah, yeah. that is happening is Kentucky actually has a pretty good home field advantage when they have a good football team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, that crowd gets loud in the grocery bag. 
It's there not a go. big stadium, but it gets loud. <laughs> the grocery bag. I love it, man. I love that you completely uh, adopting. A, I, I use that term a lot. Oh, that's, I know. I listened to y'all awesome. earlier today when oh, I you? was coming off. There you go. <laughs> so, I did it. I, I did my homework. Did his homework, Dan. I love it, Dan. Oh, yeah. D- doing your homework. Yeah, the big grocery bag is a definitely. Definitely. I, I said, uh, I, I said, it's a really tough environment. It's a, you know, the, the crowd can feel like they're, they're suffocating you. They're right there on top of you. They're loud. They, you know, Kentucky fans are passionate, you know, they don't call it Catlanta for a reason. Oh, good no, Lord. For no reason. Yeah. It, it's cat, <laughs> it's Catlanta, man. Um, and they're starting to get that way about football, which is scary. Uh, did, you like- guys, did you guys see Tennessee? Like what? Like, Wow. Where did that come yeah. from? I didn't think they could score 62 points on air in practice. Is Highwood possibly that good? Holy shit. Uh, he found – yeah, he's that good, I think. He found his dude in Hendon Hooker. He, I think he's that good. I said to, it in our podcast last week. I'm trying to tell you guys. If Hooker plays, if Hooker plays, Tennessee is going to win the football game. I said it. And I thought Missouri was better than that. I thought they. I didn't. Th- I didn't think Missouri was going to win that game. I thought Tennessee was going to sneak up and get them. But that, <laughs> come on, Missouri! Like, <laughs> I mean, come on, Drinkwitz! Like, you lose that game at home like that. Wow! Talk about talk about getting exposed. You got exposed bad. Oh hell bad, yeah! Bad, bad, bad. That's very bad. Real bad. I think Tyon Evans just scored another touchdown. By the way. Um, so yeah. that that game was surprising, and and I've been surprisingly high on the Tennessee Vols. I know a lot of people aren't, um, but I've I've been from day one. I was like, when they hired Hype, I was like, All right, better watch out. Uh, you people making fun of this hire, eh, better watch out. I mean, he's not going to win a lot of games this year. I was one of them. Well, he's not going to win a lot of games this year. It's not going. It's not going to. The, the appearance is not like the win loss record is not going to be what like. Everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, it's a bust!" Like you only. He seems to be missing in Central Florida, doesn't he? Yep. Yes. They're they're missing him there. I knew you was gonna throw a jab in there. I knew (laughs) I knew you were gonna do it. I felt me coming. (laughs) But but yeah, man, he's good. You know, I was like, they're gonna score some points. They're gonna make things look exciting. They're not gonna be the worst team in the East. I mean, here's just here's this the point. scary thing about Tennessee right now. They're playing hard. They are very hard. The scary part about Tennessee, they're playing hard right now. Mm-hmm. And we all know if there's usually one team outside of Florida that can give us trouble, it's Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And we get them. We go to Knoxville, don't we? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Oh, that's if not, tough. If I'm not mistaken, we do. Mm. Yeah. There's nothing worse than a dangerous team at home, especially in November. Oh, that's the worst. We used to, yeah. like, and it's, it's weird it's playing Auburn fault. this week. Yeah, it used to be way Auburn. To yeah, <laughs> way to go, Auburn. Yeah, see, this is just weird. Um, and then your game, and then we'll we'll wrap up week five. Uh, yeah. Where do y'all want to start on that? Well, um, let's well, start. Nicks. Let's start Bo with Nicks. the quarterback situation. Bo Nix played like the quarterback he always was in high school. He played like the five-star kid he was in high school. Like, he had a chip on his shoulder, and he went out there mad that he lost his job. And he and honestly, the pre, 
the pre-planned game plan by Bobo to take him out on the third possession and put the Finley kid in and give him a drive, I think just sped that up. Because mm-hmm. once he came in, we didn't do anything those first two drives that Bo was in the ball game. Yeah. And then they put Finley in. He hit that big pass, and our offensive lineman made a boneheaded decision to run 40 yards downfield and hit somebody for no reason. Bo comes back in, takes over the ball game, and it's really a different ball game from that point forward. That and the defensive adjustments that Derek Mason made. Uh, Butte had – 99 yards receiving on the first drive. He had two receptions the rest of the game for 28 yards. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't score a touchdown again. Yeah, that, that was some impressive coaching there um, in, in, in that one. And I think the adjustments, yeah, I had to point to the adjustments made because it seemed like, you know, watching it early on, I was like, okay, God, LSU. Because I, I picked LSU, you know, only because it was a night game in Baton Rouge and Auburn hasn't been particularly understandable successful in those scenarios. I was like, I really don't like LSU. I, I was like, I want Auburn to win this game because I really don't like LSU. Coach O is, you know, whatever. He's a fraud. And, Absolutely. And I like my guy Bobo. I was like, Coach Bobo, you know, I I, I worked I worked with him back when I was at uh, Georgia. He was on the staff as quarterbacks coach, uh, him and Coach Rick and all those. So I, you know, I don't know him personally, but like I know him sort of. Play it. Play it. Play of the game was the last drive. We had to go, we had to go 98 yards to score. And it that team, that offense had supreme confidence when they went out there. They had gotten to a third and five. Bobo gave him a flare out to a running back, dumped it off to him, went 25 yards. And then he ran the play that I have been missing as an Auburn fan for 15 years since we went to this that wide open spread stuff. He ran the toss sweep out of the I call it the ace formation. I don't know what Bobo calls it. The single back, two tight formation when one wide receiver to the short side of the field. And the wide receiver came in reverse, and it looked like they intersected when he caught the pass. And the freshman tailback for Auburn went for 45. Down the sideline, I, I turned around, and I was just like – I looked at the people watching the game at me. I was like, we're going to punch this in right here. This is it. And it was it. And the two plays later, we punched it in the end zone. I was just like – Auburn just took over the game on – we wore them down. Bobo wore them down on offense in the second half. And that was the most confident I'd seen this Auburn offense. You know, you get false confidence against the first two opponents you guys played, so I don't really count that. But against a, against a, a opponent that has – that can punch back, this was the most confident I'd seen their offense. And let's be honest, LSU's not the LSU team we're used to, but they still had a good defense. Oh yeah, I mean they got talent everywhere. They just yeah, they, they just their their coaching is screwing it up. I think you know I I think oh it's so bad. It you know they're all they're all sorts of screwed up. Exactly. Um, and the one thing that you spoke about earlier, the turning point in this game was when Bobo took Nix out and put Finley in, and you could tell there was a different energy when Finley got in. You can tell but he didn't like that. So when he got back in, you could just tell the whole demeanor, the way he played, the way he carried himself was totally different. Because why? Because Bobo said, if you don't do this right, you're going to sit over here on this bench and cheer your teammate on. And you have and to. And you can tell. You can tell. That that confidence comes with what? Uh-huh. Sitting him down. And they asked Brian Harson after the game. They said, did y'all just feel like you needed to make a move right then? And they said, no, me and Coach Bobo didn't tell anybody. But that was the game plan the whole time. We were going to sit Bo on the third series and see how he responded. 
Exactly, exactly. Because he'd been messing up for so long, he never had anybody behind him. But now you do, and now you know that they will pull the plug on you. And honestly, Finley looked fine on that drive. They could have put Finley back in, and nobody would have noticed. Yeah, but we needed Bo's legs that night. Yeah, and you need to Bo like Bo has some sort of it factor, some sort of moxie about. He's him Brett that. Favre. He'll piss you off, and then then you'll love him. <laughs> that's a that's a great great comparison. Um, just, just kind of a wild card, right? So, yeah. um, any other games that stood out to you guys? Like I know Oregon lost to Stanford in overtime. That was kind of weird. Uh, Cincinnati Oregon going to Oregon. Do, doing, uh, doing all of us a favor, uh, and beating Notre Dame, getting them out of the way. And then, um, Michigan is undefeated. Ooh. Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Michigan. Yes. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that that's and we'll believe that's gonna last for a while, right? So uh game of the week, 230 CBS or 230 Central Time. Uh so it's a 3:30 CBS game, Dan. Um Auburn comes into town, or actually Auburn welcomes Georgia into town. I'm so used to Georgia hosting these games. Um, Georgia comes rolling into the plains. Uh, it's just to, to me, it's a, it's a scary, scary place because weird things happen um, down in Jordan there. The last time Georgia came in highly ranked, we know what happened. Um, mm-hmm. It was a, it was a beat down of that proportions in which we got a revenge later, but um, still that was not a, not a fun contest. You know, uh, the game, the last time Georgia was there, uh, it was uh, Georgia jumped out early, let, let Auburn back in the game. And it had to be a key fourth down stop. Uh, to win the game. Uh, so funky things happen. It do, you know, records go by the wayside. It doesn't matter. Auburn is one of the best, uh, most hostile road environments in the conference. And uh, so this game is never easy. I don't care how bad Auburn is. It's never, never easy. Um, to me, for Georgia, you have to get the crowd out of it as quickly as you possibly can. And that's a, t- that's a, that's a tall order. But you have to jump on Auburn the same way you jumped on Arkansas. That's the first key. What's the what's the next key, Israel? What what you know what what else what else in this matchup? You know, if, if you had to point to to how we're going to take the crowd out of the game, what what would you say? Best way to do running it: running the foot, running the football, taking the ball from under center, whether it's tall sweeps, whether it's getting the ball. Perimeter, which is just an extension of the run game anyway, and run it down their throat. That's what it's going to take to get them out of it. Yeah. He's right, right there. He nailed that 100%. Auburn fans are impatient in the stands. Yep. If you start to impose your will running the football, we'll, we'll get irritated. Um, exactly why I think the way Auburn, from what I've watched, Derek Mason. So if you watched last week, which we talked about this, you guys did against us against LSU. LSU abandoned the run after the second series. Yeah. So we just we brought three and we're getting home because we have a pretty good defensive line. Mm-hmm. Always and dangerous. and we would drop eight in coverage. And we had a rover that would play in the middle of the field. Usually the safety was walked down as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. So what I think Auburn's gonna do the exact opposite this year or this game, sorry, this week, this game. Uh, Georgia doesn't really have a receiver right now. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I've seen, 
Karis Jackson maybe, uh, that can beat you deep consistently. So Auburn's going to take McCreary, their best defensive back, who they put on Butte after the first series. And they're going to put him on him, and Auburn's going to put uh, put a seven-man front up there, and Auburn's going to run press man this ball game. And they're going to blitz like hell. They're going to blitz like hell because they're going to they're going to try to make stats and take them down the field. Mm-hmm. Exactly and, what Auburn's about to do. And because and Arkansas always gave you a short field last week, and mm-hmm. Auburn's going to try to pin you deep and make you drive the length of the field. And, you know, for, for Auburn, they better find an answer for Brock Bowers. So, you know, to me, I, I think that's, you know, that's one of the X factors at the tight end position. Darnell Washington is back in the lineup. He played some, uh, he's get he's going to be more healthy for this game and he should be a full participant. Uh, so there's going to be some matchups in the, in the interior of the offense that I think are going to be interesting in the past game. And for, for Georgia, they're going to have to be patient and they're going to have to be okay with those 12, 13 play drives. And they're going to have to be okay with taking what the defense is willing to give, break a few tackles and go. And of course, don't abandon the run. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because Auburn showed you last week, we got the secondary. If you go away from it, we'll just drop back. Yep. Drop back and and play everything in front. You have to, like Dan just said, yes, like Dan just said, if you're going, if you're going to rush three and then drop, drop eight, now we got to find our matchups. Where do we match up well with? Well, how do their linebackers play? You got, you know, you got Zagoba game, you got Smoke Monday playing safety. So, I mean, who do we match up well with? You know, our receivers, depending on who's playing, our receivers can match up um, a little bit with their corners and stuff. But if I'm mucking, I'm playing inside with the linebackers. Yeah, you're going to want to go inside. You're going to want to go inside because outside out on Auburn, we found something with uh, – we knew McCreary what McCreary was. We knew he's a first mm-hmm. round. But we found something with this Jalen Simpson kid. I, th- I believe he's from Savannah. Yep, he's from Savannah. And we found something with him. Again, we put him in after the first series against LSU, and he locked he locked down. And then Smoke Monday is going to cover Bowers. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. count on Bowers. Now, Smoke Monday will bust a coverage and a heartbeat, though. So you may get some mm-hmm. running wide open. <laughs> Bowers can go, man. <laughs> Bowers. What's that, what's that little wide receiver y'all got down there? Lad that, McConkey, I think. The kid's good. Yeah. He's a South Georgia yeah, kid now. Player. Was his dad a pro player? His dad played for like the Giants or something, right? I think so. Yeah. I think I think you're right. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think he won a couple of like Super Bowls with like, like Hostetler. Yeah, like Hostetler and Sims. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. He doesn't and you when he walks on the Chris, field, but he's Chris McConkey, I think I'm gonna look that up while you guys while you guys go on about it. But Lad McConkey, uh, Brock Bowers are gonna have to be key pieces in this. Uh, Rosemary Jack Saint should factor back in. Arian Smith should, you know, they're they're getting healthier as as we go. But the wide receiver position is just so beat up. None of none of this matters if Zamir White gets going. None of this matters. No. If, if Auburn lets Zamir White get going, it's gonna be a long day. Yes. It is. You're right. Mm-hmm. You are. Auburn doesn't have Tank Bigsby healthy. I'll go ahead and let y'all know that. He's That's good. He's been nice. he's been banged up all season. They won't say it. I may get in trouble for saying it, but Phil yeah. Phil McConkey. He's not a hundred percent. Yeah. Is it his hip still? His hip still. Nah, it's not his hip. From what I'm told, there's a quad problem there. 
Uh, yeah, that'll do it, especially when you're running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's no fun. Uh, so, okay, but- I got your answer real quick before we go. Phil McConkey played for the Giants 1984 to 1988, then the Packers uh, and the Phoenix Cardinals. They were the Phoenix Cardinals then, and the Chargers. Okay. So I was wrong. He didn't play for the Giants, but he did play in the NFL. No, he did play for the Giants. Oh, he did play for the Giants. Yeah, okay. He played for the Giants and the Packers, uh, Cardinals, and Chargers. So the kid had no choice but to be a ball. The only the only other thing I've got to ask y'all is Stetson, has Stetson played a true road game like this before? Not in this kind of environment. Like I said uh, in in my statements about Arkansas and the environment, I don't think anybody's had a true road game like this. And the closest thing he got to it was Alabama, and that was still a partial crowd. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes me feel pretty good, too, if we can put the game in his hands. Yeah, we'll see how he responds to that because it's that atmosphere is going to be in a frenzy. And Yeah, um, don't let it get don't let it get to the second half. No, I wouldn't let it get. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let it get to the second quarter. Like, yeah, I wouldn't either. If 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 we yeah. we've got to get out of the first quarter because I remember two years ago, twenty nineteen, Georgia rolls in there. It's twenty one nothing after the first quarter. It is you could hear a pin drop, and then just all of a sudden there was a turning point in that game. I forget exactly what it was, but I think it was. I think Bo, Bo started Hicks, playing good. Yeah, Bo started playing. I think Bo scored a rushing mm-hmm. touchdown. I think that's that's what exactly what happened. I think that's what got it all started. And it was all in the fourth quarter too. Like Auburn couldn't do anything until the fourth quarter, and then they they ripped off twenty one points and almost made and and almost won the game. We had a dropped uh, yeah. like spider two wide banana pass that would go into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Bo hit the running back right in the hands with it. And he just dropped it, and there was nobody in front of him. Mm-hmm. Yep. just slipped him out the backside, that. and he just dropped it. Can't do that. Can't I remember do that. that. Defensively, so, if I'm Georgia going into this, I'm hitting Bo. I'm hitting both. Oh, yeah. And I'm hitting Here, both. Here's I, the I'm, other I'm observation. Just, I'm gonna come up and I'm gonna play. If I'm if I'm a defensive coordinator playing Auburn, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come up and play man because they don't have one receiver that scares me. And I'm gonna come yeah. up, I'm gonna stop the run, and I'm hitting Bo every single time. Mm-hmm. Just like we did a couple years ago. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna get a steady dose of Adam Anderson and Nolan, Nolan Smith. Who's who's the nose guard? Is that Davis? Yeah, the runaway mm-hmm. industrial fridge. Yeah, he's got. I'm afraid our Auburn center may wish he's never born because <laughs> I watched that kid come in against Arkansas on the goal line and y'all turned around and handed it to the running back and that, he took that out was, of the That was the second yeah, string that's the guard. That's James. Oh, okay. well, that's even, oh, that's great. He's second string. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, There's two of them. He's Jordan Davis light. <laughs> Jordan yeah, Davis. No, that's what I'm worried about is because you can't run side to side on Jordan. No. Too, no. They're too fast. Those linebackers are that, you know. I but if they got two nose guards, like if they got two nose guards like that, Good luck. we can't if we get yeah. one dimensional throw in the football, it's over with before it starts. Yeah. Cause then you got Anderson. Then you got Anderson and, and Nolan Smith coming off the edge. You're gonna they're gonna blitz Nicobe Dean coming up the middle. They're- I tell you what, I tell you what, Bobo will do. He'll do what he did against LSU this past week, and we'll have 15 passes to tight ends from the state of Georgia, Fromm and John Samuel Shanker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if they really if they really want an edge, they need to pop in that uh, 
cocktail party uh, film from last year and run those rail routes. I don't know. Uh, outside, I mean, I still I think it'll be a good game just because this game's always in it's Jordan Air Stadium, like you stated earlier. It's it's always good. It's just one of those games. It's going to come down to special teams. Auburn's going to have to take some shot plays. Auburn hasn't taken enough shot plays this year. We didn't take them against Penn State. We didn't take them against uh, LSU. We didn't. We, hell, we didn't take them against Georgia State. I mean, I thought the play calling was way too conservative against Penn State. I mean, you're on the road. You're not really expected to win that game. You know, why not be? Why not be super aggressive? And and the one time you, the one time you were super aggressive, probably. I mean, you know, you do a double reverse in deep in your territory. That was wide open on the backside for the run, though. Kobe Hudson had it out the back door if he just carried the ball, not like a quarterback. If he tucked it and ran it like a run, like a wider, but you know, Kobe made a lot of plays early in that game, so I'm not going to fault him for that. We don't score the first touchdown if Kobe doesn't make that back shoulder reception. I mean, we don't. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, true. Kobe that was trying true. to make a play, he made a mistake. It happens on the road. Yeah. That's the most raucous environment I've ever seen. LSU can claim Death Valley all they want to. Go and play Penn State on a whiteout. I've never seen anything like that. It's the I think it's the largest mm-hmm. outdoor stadium in the world, right? And I said when that game was over, I, I talked to Israel the next day or two, and I was like, I promise you if you asked Penn State if they wanted to go another round, I don't think they would have wanted to go another round. No, I, I think if you yeah. I think if you added one more quarter on that game, I, I think Auburn runs away with that. I mean, they were they were starting to wear them down. They just ran out of time. Auburn, kind of awesome. Auburn, Auburn made mistakes that a first-year coach in a big environment like that makes. I like Auburn. I personally like Auburn's coach. This year's going to be a struggle. We know it's going to be a struggle. Um, and I wonder yeah. how much trust does Nick does Bubba have in Nick's going into this weekend, knowing the defense that he's going to face against LSU. You kind of know what you got to get. You know, you can kind of get him with some stuff and stuff like that. But does Bobo trust Nick's enough to kind of let him play ball? He's going to have to. He's got no choice. I think I think if Bo doesn't come out there and just make boneheaded decisions, I don't think Bobo is going to pull him this week. We know what we're up against. Like, this is the best team in the country we're playing. I don't care what the ranking is. This is the best team in the country. I don't think many people can, you know, Herb Street made a comment that Iowa is better than Georgia, but I'd like to see Iowa score three points because they're, they're lining up and running it downhill is not going to work. Iowa, Iowa would get, Iowa would get the uh, Arkansas treatment plus some. Yeah, yeah. No, Auburn's playing the best team in the country this year. I mean, uh, coming out of LSU, I feel like we can give you a game. And I'm not one of these crazy Auburn fans. It's just like, hey, we're going to go out, we're going to do this, we're going to win. No, there's got a, there's about a thousand things that have to happen in order. And Jesus coming back is about a thousand and one. So, let's have a good time. Let's oh, have a good damn. time. Yeah, let's and do it. It's gonna be a fun game. game. It always, it always is. It always is a fun game. So, uh, we're gonna we're gonna kick off our pick segment, Dan. You get to you get to enjoy this. We're gonna kick off our pick segment oh, with the Georgia Auburn game uh, from Jordan Air two thirty kick. Georgia is favored by fourteen and a half. Dan, I'll start with you. Does Auburn cover? Yes or no? I'm going to take them because if I don't, the Auburn people who watch this will shun me. 
So yes, I'll take Auburn. I think I think I think Georgia will beat us like 27-17. Fair enough. Israel, does Georgia cover? Does Auburn cover? How do you see it? Georgia. Georgia's going to cover simply because they're going to rattle Bo Nix. They rattle Bo Nix. We're going to get the ball back a little bit more. We're going to have more possessions than they will be simply from the fact of we're going to rattle Bo Nix and we're going to rattle the offensive line to where when Finley does come in, he ain't going to be able to get a pass off either. So we're going to have ample opportunities to make the ball. As long as we don't turn the ball over, do anything stupid, I think we'll cover. Absolutely. I, I think if we, uh, barring complete catastrophe, I think we cover, we cover late. It's going to be tight for a little while, but I think Bo Nix uh, with, with the hits that pile up, I, I think eventually he's, it's going to cause him to make a couple crucial mistakes late in the third, early in the fourth. It's going to essentially blow this game open. And when I say blow this game open, it's going to give Georgia a 17 point win. So I don't know. I think Georgia's going to cover in this one. Uh, Arkansas. Licking their wounds, traveling down to Ole Miss, who is also licking their wounds from both from uh, beatdowns from the number one and number two uh, teams in the country. Uh, Ole Miss is favored by six coming into this matchup. Matt Corral uh, looking for a bounce back here. Arkansas is a team looking for a bounce back. How do we see this one, Dan? I'm taking Ole Miss all the way right here. I don't. I still don't think Arkansas has got enough offense. Israel. I'm going to have to go with Ole Miss on this one uh, simply because if Jefferson plays and he's not 100% and he's able to use his legs, he's still not good to him. So I'm going to take Ole Miss in this one. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Ole Miss as well. I think they <laughs> have. <writing> down. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing it down. Yeah. Um, I, I'm taking Ole Miss here too as well. Uh, I, I think they have the propensity to turn this thing into a track meet. And if they do, that favors them. And so I, th I think they win and get the cover. Uh, so Dan Vanderbilt, right. Florida, the, the line. <laughs> yeah. You ready for this? The line is minus 38. That's, that, that, that's more than the tickets cost. <laughs> exactly. Does Florida cover this? They cover it. And then some. <laughs> I mean, I, Oh, Vanderbilt can't – who even plays for Vanderbilt? This guy named Ken Seals. What, that Bolivis kid that missed the field goal against Auburn in 2009 for Bama, he plays for him. I do know that. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Um, and then uh, there's a guy from Fayetteville, Georgia, that plays in there, Mike Mike Wright, the quarterback. That's who should be Look, playing. Look, I, I wish the best for Vanderbilt because it is fun when they're good. But mm -hmm. it's just been a long time. Yeah. Israel? I'm taking Vandy. I don't think Florida can do it. You don't think they Vandy's can? Defense, Vandy's defense ain't bad. And judging by what Kentucky was able to do last week and the fact that they don't know what kind of what they want to do offensively, I'm taking Vandy. I don't, I don't think they can cover 38 points. I'm taking Vandy. I don't think they can. I'm start. I'm starting to wonder if Florida can even score 38 points. Um, I it's it's going to be a it's going to be a noon kick. It's going to be a boring game. Vanderbilt's going to mm -hmm. kind of lull them to sleep. Vanderbilt's mm -hmm. going to. I think Vanderbilt will get. I think Vanderbilt will sneak a touchdown in there and it'll ruin the cover. His exactly. Room, you know, I'm going to go with Vandy it's here gonna too. Be, Why? It's because be I want to have zero. I want them to it's cover. It's going to be 38 to zero in the fourth quarter. 
with about three minutes left, and Vandy's going to score. If that happens, I'll be very mad. <laughs> <laughs> but ask me if I'm going to put any real money on this. Hail no. to the no. All right. No, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Well, South Carolina comes calling to Rocky Top. Uh, noon kick. Tennessee favored mm. by 10 and a half. Can they, can they win and cover? Can they make it two in a row? Mm, this was tough. South Carolina's defense was pretty good, but I got to go. I'm taking South Carolina. Week. I don't trust Tennessee to do it two times in a row. I just uh, don't. Is Even you're taking care of too? Uh, no, I'm taking Tennessee in this one. I think uh. it's going to be loud and rocky top after that. Well, they put on Missouri, they have faith, which means there's going to be a lot of people in the stadium, checkerboard everywhere, and I think they pull it off. And here I thought but I was going to be. Here, I thought I was going to be the only one to take Tennessee. I think this is this point spread scares me, but ultimately, no. All this right. would be the, this would be the signature win for Beamer this year. Yeah, I kind of hope you're right. Top. I mean, I, I don't hope you're wrong. I'll, I'll say that. Um, LSU comes to the grocery bag. They are three point underdogs. Kentucky favored at home. How do we see this one, Dan? I'm going Kentucky. I kind of gave that one away earlier. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Israel, are we making a clean sweep? Um, I'm going Kentucky. All right. You don't know what they want to do offensively either. Clean sweep. All right. Uh, Bama A&M. Bama <laughs> is favored on the road at Kyle Field by 17 and a half. How have the mighty have fallen? We thought this was going to be a game to win the West. And right now, this is a game to see if Texas A&M can keep it, can keep Bama under fifty. How do we see it, Dan? Can Bama cover? Yeah, can Bama cover that? Yeah, they'll cover seventeen and a half. Yeah, I think so too. Israel, clean sweep. Um, if Johnny Menzel's not playing, then yes, I'm just going <laughs> to cover that. And then so. Well, uh, our our next uh, our next SEC game. It's a, it's an SEC game disguised as a Big Twelve game. Um, it is the Red River Shootout, and I don't care what you say. It is the Red River Shootout. Uh, Oklahoma favored by three and a half as they are the neutral road team in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. That's where game day is going to be. Uh, are you a Spencer Dan? Are you a Spencer Rattler believer, or can Sark and the Longhorns get it done? Look, Rattler's a good player. He's also a head case. If they were playing in the SEC this year, people would be talking about him just like they talked about Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. I think I'd take Bo Nix. I'm taking Texas. I'm taking Texas with that line. I think Texas beats them outright. Hell yeah! It's it's Texas essentially plays hard. Texas that's, plays hard, and OU soft as cotton. That's right. Israel, I'm taking the Longhorns. I think I kind of gave to. it away. I I can't I have to. Oklahoma's been good skirting right now. They've been skirting by all, all year long. It's eventually they're yes. going to get bit, and Texas yeah. I think is the team to do it. They're going to get bit. Exactly how I feel. All right, let's see if we can find us a uh, a really really good spread to end on. Um, what about usually, Iowa Penn State? Yeah, let's look at that one. All right, Iowa Penn State. That is a three o'clock. Kick or actually a four o'clock kick, uh, three central from Kick Stadium. Game of the week. Yep, Herb Street's game of the week. I was favored by two, so essentially it's a pick 'em. Dan, I'm gonna go Penn State since they beat us. 
It looks better if they win. There you go. Israel. Where's this game being? Where's this game being played at? Iowa. Ooh. Iowa City. So hard State, place to win. Penn State's going to be in the pink locker room. I got. I think I got to go with. I'm going Penn State on this. I think Penn State. I think they pull it off. I think they can. If they can stop the run, and they can at least <laughs> you know move the football and change field position, I think Penn State has a really good chance to win this football game. Yeah, John Dotson is is a special dude. Sean couldn't cover him. Couldn't cover him. I think that's going to be the X factor. Iowa struggles. They struggle to move the ball at times, especially when when teams kind of figure out their run patterns. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I kind of favor Iowa here, but I think Penn State's going to win it. So I'm going to take the Nittany Lions here um, on the road, which is uh, which is a tough place to go. And then. Uh, New Mexico, San Diego State. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to pick that line. But, um, well, our, wow. <laughs> yeah, we, we we go deep here on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. So, um, Dan, it was a pleasure to have you on. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up right there. Dan, where can we find you on social media? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at at. Well, hang on just a second. I don't remember it anymore. He's so popular. It's on there so it's been on there so long. Uh, yeah. At Dan Rog, spell my first name kind of funny. D A N N R O G. Instagram's the same thing, just with a nine on the end of it. Dan Rog nine. Dan Rog nine. All right, you you heard it you heard it here first. Dan Rog nine. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us. You see it scrolling. Uh, find our YouTube channel. Hit that bell notification so you can get all the new content. Um, and, and so you can stay up to date with us. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we thank you for, for watching. We thank you for listening. Wherever you find your podcast, subscribe. Uh, make sure you leave a comment. Make sure you leave a rating if you're on Apple. Uh, but you can find us anywhere you find your podcast. You can check us out on YouTube as well. Uh, also Facebook, uh, Facebook Live, and uh, all of those good places you can check us out. So follow us. Get on board, man. Uh, it's, it's it's a fast-moving train. Dan, we thank you. Uh, Coach Com, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm – I'm, I got to get on board with Coach Com. Appreciate you guys having me. Anytime you guys want to talk some ball, I'll be open. Doesn't have to be Auburn. Cool. Bring it on. We'll uh, we'll keep that in the we'll keep that in the back pocket, and uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely definitely want to have you back. So, uh, Dan, appreciate it, man. And uh, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network and Brinks TV, presented by BetOnline.ag, and a very special sponsor tonight, Coach Com. want to give a shout out to them as well. Have a great rest of your week and an even better weekend. And of course, go dogs. Go dogs. Right. Dan, I was. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.